welcome to Kid Tech, the podcast interviewing the people behind the scenes, sometimes again behind the scenes, in the kids' digital sector. Today I'm in New York. I'm in the studio, which is housed in the building um, that a certain Mr. Tesla um, used to live in. Um, and I'm here with Meredith Halpern-Ranzer, and she's the CEO and co-founder of Tinkercast. Tinkercast is the company and the team behind the number one kids podcast on the planet right now. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you. Great to be here. Um, so tell us everything. Um, <laughs> how did you come to be CEO of Tinkercast? What's your story? What, 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 what's your career? Um, okay, so my career, I knew when I was early on, when I was in college, I knew I wanted to be in children's media. I knew I wanted to make media. Um, and then I took a kid's children's TV class and I was like, this is it. This is how I can do good in the world, but also be a maker and still be a creator. And as soon as I figured that out, I started writing letters to Sesame Street asking can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? Naturally. Naturally. And um, someone, no one answered when I was in college, but eventually right. someone knew that that's where I wanted to be when they heard about a job opening up for a video editor at Sesame Workshop. Um, and I went there and I worked for eight years at Sesame Workshop. I was the only in-house staff editor there. Hmm. So I really got to see a children's media business the best, as mm. many would say, um, all the different parts of the business from marketing to international production to digital games, the whole, you know, all of the different things that come into making a big um, children's media brand function. And uh, while I was there, I heard about a new channel starting up with Sesame Workshop being one of the partners, as well as PBS Kids and Hit Entertainment and uh, Comcast. Mm. The channel was called Sprout. At that time, it wasn't called anything. It was just starting up. Um, and when I heard about it, I said, gosh, I would love to be on the, on the ground floor of something being built. Um, so I went over to Sprout uh, in 05. I went a month before the channel launched. Hmm. It was insanity. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's probably almost like a separate episode. That's a separate all episode. The behind the scenes of like what was. Exactly. Um, and uh, I think I was employee number 13 or something, but um, I was there for 10 years and led the creative team there and um, really oversaw the brand of Sprout while I was there and a lot of original production as well. And so here I was in children's TV. In, from 2005 to 2015, I was at Sprout and the, just television exploded and also was declining at the same time mm, right. <laughs> then. You know, iPhones were introduced during that time, mobile, um, iPads, you know, children's attention got really spread out for all the different media. And an explosion of media happened. And I was coming home at, during that time. I have, a, uh, I have an 11-year-old now, but he was a preschooler at the time. Right. And he wasn't watching a lot of TV. Hmm. And I didn't really want him to watch a lot of TV. So I was, you know, I was making TV for kids, but my own kid wasn't watching a lot. Hmm. And so after 10 years at Sprout, I wanted something different, and I was consulting and um, helping digital media companies figure out their brand and their audience and their special thing about them. And at that time, Mindy Thomas and Guy Raz, who are my partners and also the hosts of Wow in the World, um, 
pulled me in to consult as they were getting Tinkercast off the ground and getting Wow on the World off the ground. They asked me to come in to help brand it and help manage sort of the NPR partnership and other things like that as a consultant. And after two weeks, they said, you need to run this company. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't know that I want to. Oh, um, wow. I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't want to be a CEO. Right. I said, can, you know, can we just see how this goes for a little bit? Um, because I was so, you know, kids TV was what I knew. I was going to say, I mean, that, that that's a complete channel shift. Right. And I mean, wh- how much was, was, um, was translatable? How much were you able to migrate across? I mean, I think um, lo- a beloved children's brand carries across any medium. You know, it's about the characters. It's about the stories. It's about being a destination and a place for families. And that could be, you know, a TV show. It could be a book. It could be a game. Um, it right. could be a podcast. So mm. I think there is a lot transferable when you're overseeing a brand in that way. So um, Mindy and, and Guy said, hey, be our CEO. You yes. said, actually, no. <laughs> I said, well, not yet. Okay. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I'm not sure that that kids are going to be really listening to podcasts. I didn't know it was really going to work. It was a leap of faith. Right. But after... And and remind us what year this was? This was um, 2017. Right. So pretty pretty recently. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was probably April of 2017. And we launched in May of 2017. Right. So it all happened very quickly. But once I heard the episode, the first episode of Wow in the World before anyone else did, I said, this is special. Mm. This is different. Yes, I will be your CEO. And um, I didn't really know. <laughs> I had not been a CEO before. <laughs> but, you know, we I call myself actually a chief executive tinkerer instead of chief executive officer because that's what we're doing. We're I'm tinkering. Sh- I'm sure that confuses LinkedIn a little bit. <laughs> yes, it and totally does. So how do you how do you guys sort of split the running of the company? I mean, what 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 do you what, what does Mindy do? What does Guy do? Yeah. How do you think about that? So um, I'm the chief executive tinker. So I'm overseeing like partnerships and the brand and extensions, how we're getting this all out into the world. Um, Mindy is our chief exec creative tinker. So she's overseeing the creative of um, all of our content from the podcast and to other things that we're doing creatively. Um, and she oversees the producer of the show and the other writers and things like that. And um, Guy is our strategic tinker, and so he's really helping to shape, you know, the business of where we're going and helps um, us think bigger picture about our brand and our company. Right. And so for um, everyone listening who is not, who might know the name, I mean, mm-hmm. you did, well, before we, we came on air, you were describing Tinkercast as a media company, right? Yes. So can you, I mean, what would you describe the business model as today? So I think that what we are is we found this um, this IP brand of Wow in the World that was, you know, Guy and Mindy created. They created it in order for kids to know things that are really going on in the world mm. um, and feel agency in the world. And but our way into that, their way into that was through finding news in scientific journals, amazing things happening in science and technology and innovation. And so they find these stories and then weave a very narrative, funny, character-driven tale around that amazing wow that's happening in the world. Um, so we have this beloved show. It is beloved. We have a crazy amount of listeners. 
um, a good friend of mine said that, you know, you're either a family that has never heard of Wow in the World or you're a family that loves Wow in the World. (laughs) (laughs) And so because we have this hub, now our Mm. business model is how do we take this hub and get it out into the world? What are the extensions that are worth a small company like ours putting our energy into where we're going to get the return for that? And, And just before you get into that, so, I mean, you're the number one kids podcast, you know, right now. What does that translate to in terms of listeners? Mm -hmm. How do you think about that? Um, You mean in terms of numbers? Yeah. So we have about, um, we have over half a million listeners, over half a million downloads every week. Wow. um, Which in the, for those that don't really know what that means in the podcasting world, I think um, there are 750,000 podcasts out there. 1% of them are getting 50,000 downloads on one episode in the first month. Mm -hmm. And we're getting... Probably two fifty in the first month on an ep- any given episode. Wow! So I don't know where that puts us exactly, but in the one percent of it's impressive. Did you think that was going to be possible in in no. April twenty seventeen? No. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, Guy Raz is one of the like found you know one of the sure. premier podcasters from the very beginning of podcasting. Um, his audio, his numbers are much bigger than our numbers for his shows, Ted Radio Hour and How I Built This. Mm. Um, so that was always like we, we knew we'd be somewhere between his numbers and like <laughs> the other kids podcast numbers. But I don't think we knew exactly where that would land. Right. Yeah. And so the from a, from a monetization and business model perspective, you have subscriptions, you have events. I mean, you're probably still evolving the model, are you? Oh, we're absolutely evolving the model. We kind of looked at it from the beginning in 2017. We said, you know, we could be a company that makes kids podcasts and just make many different kids podcasts. Or we could go deep with one podcast and one brand. Um and we dipped our toe with a second podcast last year, mm. Highlights Hangout. Mm. Um and we can, I know you might want to talk about that also. Um, but what we really decided is to put all of our ma- major energy into the podcast of Wow in the World and the brand and all the extensions that could have we could have around that. Hmm. We don't have subscriptions. It's not, you do not have to pay mm-hmm. anything to hear our podcast. Mm-hmm. We're free. Right. But what we do have is a membership program. So for those, you know, diehard loyal fans that want to help support us and help support our growth, um, we, we offer membership packages and they get an autograph and a T-shirt and some digital activities we put up online each week to help extend the learning. And with each membership purchased, we donate one to a Title I classroom, a lower income, um, less advantaged classroom. So, And have, yeah. you, have you been surprised by the performance of the, the, that subscription offering, that purchase offering? Yeah, I think, you know, everything we're doing um, it surprises us, right. to be honest. Right, right. Yes, that has definitely surprised us. Um, so that's, you know, so, so we're not subscription, but we do have a membership program. We now have live events. And everything that we have kind of done, every extension, has been a dip-toe right. thing first right, right, to right, see right. how it goes. Um, so with the live events, we did one live show, and it sold out really quickly. So, so what, what does a live event look like? So a live event is like a variety show. So Mindy um, and Guy and the pop-ups, who are a, a kindy, Grammy-nominated band who wrote our theme song. Right. Um, they, they are um, the backup band, as well as like Foley artists <laughs> and sound effects. Um, and they sing songs in between Guy and Mindy doing science-themed skits and interactive games with the audience. 
So it's not our live, like we're not doing a live taping of our show. Right. Our right. show isn't, we're not really able to do that with our show. And do, do you think that is that a scalable format? Do you think, I mean, how long, actually, better question, when did you start doing the live show? We started for real last, like it's about a year ago, last fall in right. September. So you've got a few of them under your belt right now. Yeah, we've been doing basically one a month since then. Oh, huh, wow. In a different city. And the theaters just keep growing in size and um it's been really exciting to see that grow i mean i'd love to come back to that a little bit later on in terms of the future business models for podcasts but do you think do you think i'm sort of breaking my own flow of questions here do (laughs) do, do you think that sort of like live touring type idea is going to be one of one of one of the 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 growth factors that we see in the future i think it already is Hmm. i think i think a lot of podcasters have figured out that is a revenue driver and a way of engaging with their brand in a more right. mean, engaging with their audience, sorry, in a more right. meaningful way. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's it's already happening. And what what's the um, average listener profile? So our um, family, we our families, because it's really families listening together. Right. Over ninety percent of our listeners are families listening together. Hmm. Um, they our core kid is about six to ten years old we certainly have younger ones and we Mm. have older ones as well but six to ten is like those that's the the core um and yeah their their family is driving around a lot of times or going on long trips and wanting something to do together that they both will enjoy right and yeah so so do you feel that families listening to the show is this displacing something they were doing together previously or is it displacing things that they were doing individually before that's a really good question i think both i think i think people are mostly listening to us in the car um i mean i know this from a survey we recently did Hmm. um the the most the that's the most popular way of listening to kids podcasts and certainly ours um so i don't think that that was really displacing anything unless they're going on long trips and those kids might have had their own um, device in their hand and the parents were listening to their Mm. own thing in the front seat right now they're listening to something together Mm. um but i so i don't i think yes in the car maybe they were doing other things Mm. um at home a lot you know you've seen a shift in millennial parents wanting to do things as a family together Mm. and Whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, everyone would have their own device, but they'd be in the same room, but they weren't connecting. Right. That there's a total trend and shift away from that. They, if they're going to do something, they want to do it together. Right, right. And so I think we're at home, when we're listening to at home, we are sort of replacing that individualized um, media consumption. That's interesting. So would you, would you or compare it to, you know, I suppose like 10 or 15 years ago where a family used to actually gather around a TV together. Yeah. And watch and watch a particular show. Is that sort yes. of broadly? Yeah. Yeah. I think they are. They're listening mm. around the table. They're listening at bedtime. Um, sometimes they are just hanging around listening too. Yeah. And, and when you think about sort of um, kids and families listening to content, I mean, the, the kids' audio landscape seems super fragmented. Right. And Mm -hmm. how, I mean, you're probably one of the experts in terms of understanding how and what kids are listening to. For people who aren't from the space, Mm -hmm. how would you roughly advise them to think about where and what kids are listening to right now? Hmm. Well, it's 
I don't just think it's fragmented for audio. I think audio creators, audio kids creators are competing with with app creators, mm. are competing with TV shows, are competing with games. It's it's all blended together. Right. So, uh, but in terms of the audio segmentation, um, I think there are a lot of kids podcasts now. I mean, there's really, it's been a, a, mm. a boom in mm. the amount of kids podcasts out there. There's now a lot of different platforms you can access content on. Mm. Um and and smart speakers has cha- have changed right, right. the way people are interacting with audio families. Mm. I mean, I know from uh, our our audience is over indexing in in these listening on smart speakers compared to other NPR shows. Hmm. Um, so I think that's a real f- fun thing for kids to be able to ask for what they want. <laughs> so I, I think I, I I don't know. It, everything's fragmented. <laughs> it's yeah, just so yeah. many things. It's just. You know what? 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 You have this limited time of free time because everyone's so so overscheduled, and you have a limited time of family time. How are you going to spend it? Right, right, right. And we, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, obviously the podcast is freely available um, yeah. on your favorite podcast app. Yes. Um, or just ask your smart speaker. Um, there was there is a subscription only kids podcast service called Pinna, which was mm-hmm. launched relatively recently. What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, like when I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of subscription video content offerings that have been brought to the market and everything that, that Amazon and Netflix and Disney are doing. Where how much do you see an opportunity for subscription only audio services for kids and family? Well, first, I'll say that um, our other our other podcast highlights hangout is on Pinna. Um, I know them well, and they care deeply about having great content and creating right. a great environment for creators. Um, as far as the behavior of subscriptions, I think it is the same as what applies to adults mm. with subscriptions. There is definitely a subscription fatigue for people. Right. So where, how many subscriptions can you possibly have, and what are you getting from those? Um, and we're used our media world we're used to getting things for free you know people would rather download a free app and have to watch those horrible ads that come on that you have to wait 10 seconds to click off right then pay for the app mm. and so there are two different models the model of you know uh, sponsorship supported content right. that is free to the consumer or the subscription model which you often don't have ads on mm. but the consumer has to pay for and I think the vast majority is going for the free content right. still. But they still more or less kind of happily coexist. And they can I guess coexist. to your point about fragmentation, right? Yeah, they can coexist mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think 68 percent of our audience doesn't do any um, audio subscriptions. Really. That's I mean, but that, that's a lot of headroom in terms of the, the, the growth opportunity. I mean, do you think? You know, when you when you look at, at I suppose particularly Disney and Netflix, do mm-hmm. you think at some point and Disney may have already started doing this, do you think they start to think about audio as part of their offerings? They may. I mean with Disney mm-hmm. Plus, for sure. Right. Apple, you know, Apple is getting into the originals business, which is no one knows exactly what that means yet. <laughs> but that would be the real game changer. What they decide what how they treat their originals is going mm. to be a game changer. Are they going to give them to for free still? Because they're the YouTube of this medium, right? right? They're giving. They are the platform, and you can put your content up there. They don't get a cut of it. 
they're just the platform. Now that they're going to have originals, what is that going to mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it certainly seems to be um, a golden era for content creators. Um, I think more and more. Um, you we you sort of mentioned highlights hangout. Um, when you are starting to think about kids' audio content, how how do you even begin to think about that? Like, what what are your design principles? How do you build a show? And what have you learned over the last couple of years doing it all? Well, from my experience in the kids' TV world, um, it is, there's a lot that translates and a lot that doesn't. Right. Um, first of all, I am not the creative on this show. I, I, I help manage, you know, things from a higher viewpoint. Um, but Mindy, who oversees the creative, and Guy and our other uh, writer, Tom, and Jed, our producer, Jed Anderson, they're amazing and they don't need my creative input. They are awesome. <laughs> and so I'm not involved in the hands-on creative of the show. However, I would say that like looking at it from my viewpoint, um, the thing that I think is so exciting about audio for kids is that they get to paint the pictures in their heads of what they're seeing. Hmm. And so when you're creating content that you're not filling in the pictures for you have to take that very seriously we take we take that very seriously mm. we want to you know give them room to imagine the most fantastical version of a pigeon who you know is one right. of our characters on our show reggie right. um we want for highlights hangout we created a treehouse we know they're 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 hosting from a treehouse but we keep opening up new rooms so that like this could just keep going on and on and on and things behind the clock. And like, this is a world that only is visual to that listener. Right. So we create content that is very much top of mind for us. Mm. Um, and it's also, you know, we want to create content that parents and kids are listening to together. So there's those split level jokes, the right. old Sesame right. way of doing things a little older than Sesame, but, um, you know, we have the jokes for the parents and the jokes for the kids, a lot of potty humor and a lot of NPR humor for the parents. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, and were you surprised by anything that didn't carry over um, from, from, from your Sprout and Sesame Street days? Um, I, don't, I don't know what didn't carry over, do, do, really. Do you feel that this generation of kids was particularly different? Do you notice any, any sort of subtleties there in terms of what they enjoyed or humor or anything like that? Or is it no, still all fairly timeless? No, kids like fart jokes. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean I, I... think everyone likes fart jokes. But <laughs> it's, it's just one of those great universals. Yes. Um, I think from my world on the brand side at Sprout and now at Tinkercast, um, I think families want ways to engage with the media they love and the characters mm. they love. And that's really translatable from my two those two worlds for me right. so we're we you know we did a lot of contests we, we do a lot of contests on both places that i've been at contests you know asking for people to send us in things we want to hear from you hmm. embracing them making a community you know and um that's that's definitely helped us to build this world we call our community wowzers um that's our membership program but also we just call like the people that are listening our wowzers and at the end of each show kids call in and share the wow in their world with mm -hmm. us and we get you know over 200 calls a week and they're just amazing <laughs> wow all i can say to that <laughs> um the it, it feels like sort of the general podcast ecosystem is i mean obviously it's heating up with different acquisitions and what spotify has been doing in the space yeah um 
But, you know, we, we've kind of seen in a lot of different areas that so many of these platforms were never fundamentally designed with kids in mind, you know, to begin with. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm curious after sort of having, you know, explored podcast ecosystem for the last couple of years, there's probably a bunch of changes that you would like to make in yes. terms of how stuff works. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, my gosh. Um, Apple Podcasts and I think other other podcast platforms as well don't separate kids' podcasts from parenting. Right. So it's kids and parenting. 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 Mm, right. And so the same, if you're searching by topic, you could have two moms talking about divorce right. next to a podcast of, you know, some science amazing thing happening in the world for kids. Hmm. And that is something I would change if I could. Right, um, right. And many people have talked, tried to talk to the different platforms about this. Um, I'm not really sure there's algorithm things that make this the reason why they do it that way, but I find that a little unsafe yeah. for kids. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully maybe people will wake up now that YouTube has gotten into some trouble <laughs> and some other places are getting into some trouble. If you were, I mean, if you were going to build, I suppose, a new audio platform for kids and families to engage with, I mean, other than sort of the categorization side of things, are there, are there other, I mean, if you could just click your fingers and build absolutely anything, yeah. which, would you want more interactivity? Would you want mm. more community? I mean, you, you talk about engagement a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've, cause, and, I, and I guess you're doing your engagement through other, other media, other platforms, right? Yes. How do you, how, what, what would you like to have? What's on your wish list? Oh, I love the idea of interactive audio. I think we're far from it right. in terms of technology, right. but I do love the idea of of like a choose your own adventure, mm. like letting the kid lead the way right. to what they want. And there certainly are places that are trying that and experimenting with that. Um, I think smart speakers have a great opportunity. Of course, those are just for the home. Mm -hmm. So maybe when smart speakers become smarter and leave the home, <laughs> there'll be some other fun things that can be explored there. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot that can happen tech with technology growth. Do you, it just sort of occurred to me, do you, do you design your content, because you mentioned that, that so many families are listening to this in the car, do you design for a car environment in any way, or do you think about that? Um, we design for the length of the car, right? So 20 minutes is our sweet spot. Huh. Right, right, right. And many kids' podcasts are 20 minutes. That's not just us. Um, that's kind of the sweet spot for most kids' podcast content, because that is a typical trip. You know, right, around right, right, town right. <laughs> yes um but in terms of audio yeah i mean i'm sure I, I i should ask jed that our producer if he's thinking about the speakers in the car um well even yeah i mean you know the future of, of sort of car audio is is i mean it's 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 really only just beginning right and we're yeah. just starting to get apple yeah. carplay i just got a, a new used car um mm. and i am i'm into the world now of Apple CarPlay, and it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, but also you can see how much further there is to go, yes. right, in terms of the functionality that's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the smart technology comes into the car in that way. Think of, like, all the games you could play in the car, and yeah. It's, it's definitely getting there. And I want to sort of round out this episode by talking about or, or speculating, which is far more fun, about the future. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in a world today in, in, in the kids and family um, audio space, which or entertainment space, which is completely fragmented. Um, you go f uh, into the future, let's say five years from now, mm -hmm. um, Tinkercast in five years. What, what do you think the environment looks like? What would you, what would you be expecting to see? 
Oh, I hope um, I hope we're tinkering on a lot of different fronts, making a lot of different things. Um, you know, I think with with Wow in the World, we've really tried to build a model of ways that we can take this brand and extend it out into the world. We have a book deal with HMH. Right. Um, we have we got a grant from NSF this past year to make an in school listening hmm. science program. Um, do Do you see podcasts becoming more of an educational tool or feature? I think they absolutely can and should. Huh. A lot of teachers are already bringing podcasts in the classroom. Right. Um, our hope is to design something that really makes it it easy for them to do that and really aids the learning that can happen from listening, in, creating engaged listeners that are able to listen and then think about how what they've heard can help solve problems of the world. Hmm. Um, that's the kind of program we're trying to build. And I think what I would love to see in five years' time is that we don't just have wow in the world. We might have wow in history. We might have other right. topics, hmm. um, storytelling, podcasts, many different types of content, hmm. but the extensions would be similar. So hmm. we'd have those book deals and the live events and the in-school programs for many different um, areas. So, I mean, it, it almost sounds like you're thinking about a hybrid entertainment education company. Yes. Um, yes. Edutainment. That, that's, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're kid tech. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> we're, we're part of kid tech. Yes. I mean, you know, our little secret from the beginning is that we thought that we could be an ed tech company. And um, so I don't think we mm. want to pigeon our, ourselves. Pigeon is funny because we have a pigeon on our podcast named Reggie, but um, we don't <laughs> want to Reggie ourselves into any one category. Right. Um we want to be everywhere the kids are and everywhere that families are and providing meaningful and playful and, you know, engaging and um, uh, inspiring content for kids and families wherever they are. It really sounds like the beginning of what's going to be an amazing journey. Um, educating, inspiring, inspirational, also pigeons involved. <laughs> um, Thank you. Meredith Halpern-Ranzer, uh, C. E.T., Chief Executive Tinkerer uh, and co-founder of Tinkercast. Thank you very, very much for joining us on Kid Tech today. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.